We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and you know. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good morning, fellow patriots. It's Monday. We got another... MAGA week starting, and it's been an interesting weekend. First, hold on. The, the chats are open. Brian, who's in the chat every every day, every day, even on our evening shows a lot, and you literally write in the chat, and, and I'm, I'm waiting to start the show, and I'm reading this, and I'm like, what? Not even being clinically dead for three minutes yesterday can keep me from missing my MAGA crew. What on earth happened to you like you were you, are you in the hospital were you in the hospital that's that's i mean i'm glad you're here and that you're not really dead that would be horrible good morning carol from iowa as always heart stopped during surgery and you're typing on rumble so you were having surgery and your heart stopped you had surgery yesterday like on sunday and here you're on here, MAGA mornings on Monday after heart surgery, and you're just typing on Rumble, looking at my ugly mug like nothing happened. Well, Brian, Brian, you have to send me your, you're, you're literally in ICU right now watching the show. Jesus Christ. God bless you, Brian. Brian, do me a favor. If you have to DM me on Twitter or, or something um, and, and, and send me your address. Send me your mailing address. I want to send you some stuff, Brian. So get me either on Instagram or Twitter and send me a uh, a DM. But it, thank you for being here, and I'm, I hope you're feeling better and you get out of ICU soon. Hopefully, obviously, the surgery went well, even though you were clinically dead for three minutes. So everybody, uh, keep uh, keep Brian from Kentucky in your in your prayers. Uh, that's dedication. Wow, I don't even know what to say to that. Well. Yep, Monday, we're live, Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern on Rumble, Facebook, Cloud Hub, uh, Getter, I don't know, a few other places. We're like broken glass, but come to Rumble, hit the thumbs up, hit the follow. We need to grow the Rumble channel because that is the best platform out there. I'm probably going to be uh, very soon putting like short clips of the show out on YouTube to try to... uh muddy the waters and attract people in because I, I don't think I'll, I'll 
I thought about putting the show on YouTube, but I don't think uh, I'll be able to stay on there. You know how that goes. Linda from Louisville. Good morning. And they, so they broke all your ribs during CPR while you were in ICU, Brian. And that's 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 common. I was, I was a paramedic in New York City for quite a long time. I've done CPR on a lot of people and even the frail and elderly. Unfortunately, when you're trying to save someone's life and do CPR on them, you do end up breaking a lot of ribs. Uh, sometimes a sternum here and there, and it's um, it's not a pleasant feeling when you're when you're compressing somebody's chest and you because you actually feel that happening. It's it's not it's not good. But I'm glad you're doing good. I'm definitely glad you're doing good. <clears throat> so <clears throat> a few things happened over the weekend. Hold on a second. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, but first, I want to I, I want to address something. The these DeSantis idiots over there on Twitter, all these DeSantis influencers that are all getting paid by the tweet, by the way which is people like me that are on Twitter in this info war, as you'll call it, between the Trump and, and DeSantis influencers and things like that. And I don't consider myself an influencer. I'm into politics. I do a podcast. Whatever you want to call me, call me. It, it's unbelievable how these, these idiots who were once Trump supporters, huge MAGA train riders, all turned against Trump and now are criticizing him, saying now his campaign is nothing but a grift to cover his legal expenses, which are very expensive. But let's not forget that Donald Trump is also paying for the legal fees of all the people that worked for him and that were loyal to him and, and other people that have been indicted alongside of him who are regular Americans, who, you know, families and, and, and things like that. And he's stepping up and he's covering their legal bills. <clears throat> well, the DeSantis idiots are now going around saying, because Donald Trump is the king of grassroots fundraising. Let's not forget that. Over 80% of his fundraising are from single voter grassroots donors. So that means he has the grassroots support where Meatball Ron, about 17% or so of his donations are coming from grassroots voters. The rest are coming from big name donors who are capped. Okay. So DeSantis doesn't have this grassroots donor base that are donating $200 or less where Donald Trump does. I'm sure you've donated to him. I, I donate uh, frequently to DonaldJTrump.com. So now what they want to do is spin this narrative saying, well, you know, grandmas and middle-class Americans that are giving their hard-earned money to Donald Trump, he's just using it to keep himself out of prison. Well, that's what legal fees are for. And if the DeSantis morons, if the DeSantis idiots actually had a functioning brain cell in their head, they would support this because they would know that we are trying to fight, that Donald Trump is trying to fight Biden's corrupt DOJ, corrupt special prosecutors, all the corrupt federal government that's working feverishly to try to keep Donald Trump out of the Oval Office because they're terrified of him. Literally trying to put their political opponent in prison. So to just address this quick, the reasons I donate to Donald Trump as a middle-class voting American is to fight Biden's corrupt DOJ, fight corrupt special prosecutors like that Obama-loving, non-America-living piece of garbage Jack Smith, fight corrupt attorney generals that are trying to go after Donald Trump for political gain and actually fundraising off of that, like in Fulton County, Georgia. 
fund Trump rallies because they cost about a half a million dollars or more to have. And we want to see Trump rallies all over the country. You do and I do to fuel that beautiful, beautiful, big, shiny Trump force one. Take my money and dump it in the gas tank so that Donald Trump can fly all over the country to these rallies and piss all over liberals and DeSantards. Of course, to piss off the liberals and the DeSantards, it's all part of it. Take my money. Take my money to earn and work for the victory in 2024. Take my money and do whatever you need to do with it. Trump 2024 campaign to make America great again. What anybody tells you how you feel about Donald Trump spending his or part of his money on legal fees. Yeah, we support Donald Trump and we want him to use money for the best lawyers, and we want him to use money to support the defense of people around him. Yeah, take my money. DonaldJTrump.com. Go donate $5 today. Five bucks. Go donate. Do it. Piss everybody off. And then they say, well, you know, this this self-proclaimed billionaire just taking money from people. What about all of the elected officials that have enriched themselves through their years of Congress? What about the insider training? What about Nancy Pelosi? What about all of the Republicans that have become millionaires in Congress? You don't hear any of them talking about any of them, right? You don't hear them talking about them. Donald Trump's self-made billionaire, real estate mogul in New York City. And... They want to worry about what he's spending his money on, legal fees or campaigning. The guy's dominating over 50% in all the polls. Give me a break. Anyway, I wanted to address that. We got a couple other things. What I wanted to get to was, because this really struck me, I've been doing work with uh, the Patriot Freedom Project, Cynthia Hughes, who supports the January 6th um, defendants and their defense and their families. Um, helping pay things like electric bills, groceries, mortgage, putting money on the commissary books of people who have been spending years in prison, some who aren't even sentenced yet. As a matter of fact, this Friday night on Freedom Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, I believe we're going to have one of the January 6th uh, defendants who's been convicted, uh, Chris Worrell. He was the guy who was, um, he was denied cancer treatment in prison and I believe almost died. I actually have a phone call with him today at some point, but he's going to come on Friday with us and he has a lot to say about the uh, the jail and things like that. He's going to get sentenced next month, and it looks like he's going to get a minimum of ten years. Um, and they they you know uh, charge him with a bunch of stuff. So uh, it's amazing what they're doing to Americans They're making political prisoners, trying to send a message for people like you and I not to speak out and not to rise up against tyrannical government and and, and corrupt government. That's basically what this is all about. So Laura Loomer, the Queen of Receipts who um she she works hard she works hard i don't know how she does it and and she's she's not stopping and she's made she's made real strides and, and real change and have made people run for the hills so she uh has been you know pretty aggressive on going after ronda santis for certain things from campaign spending to people he's hired in his in his administration and a lot of other hypocritical issues and, and the one thing I, I i feel is important and i know just from experience, Donald Trump does support the efforts uh, of what goes on as far as defending January 6th defendants, especially through the Patriot Freedom Project. We had a uh, a um, 
event at Bedminster at his golf club not too long ago that I helped with as help sponsor. And um you should go patriotfreedomproject.com, check them out, give them five bucks too. And Donald Trump was there, spoke, spent time with the January 6th families and the kids, and he's donated to the um organization before, which is a tremendous help, and he didn't have to do that. And well, he and, and he doesn't like to he does not like to be public about it. Cynthia uses great hog. Um she's fun. Who are you talking about? She's fun to troll. I don't know who you were talking about there. But anyway, um she uh Donald Trump decided that they shouldn't have to pay for the event at Bedminster. And it was, you know, big money. Um and they refunded every dollar to the Patriot Freedom Project and said, no, this is on us because you're doing such great work. And, you know, the Patriot Freedom Project, when they're that fully vetted by the by the Trump people and Trump himself because he supports them, people often say that Donald Trump doesn't do anything for the January 6th defendants. And the fact of the matter is he does more than most but doesn't really need and want the notoriety for it. And a lot of the families know that, especially the ones that have met him. They, he's had a, a he's hosted an event, events at Mar-a-Lago, and and things like that. Anyway, Laura Loomer, who I mean, she's she's doing it. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna be with her um, in a couple weeks uh, in New York. I was uh, messaging with her yesterday um, on Twitter, but um. She, and I'm going to play it actually. She did a, a video. It's about 12 minutes long, but she, she goes into it. And again, she is, she is the receipt queen. You, you got to give her that love or a hater. If you think she's annoying, you think she's crazy, whatever you think about her. If we had a thousand people doing the things that Laura Loomer was, is doing every day. I mean, she doesn't sleep. And, um, the things that would be uncovered would be unbelievable. And she's only one person. She literally should should have a team. <clears throat> but anyway, Ron DeSantis many times has said disparaging things about January 6th protesters. Happy that they're locked up. Literally, most of the January 6th defendants, the majority of them come from Florida. And the, the state of Florida has actually gone to the um, length of People who weren't even arrested of things, but have found they found out that they were physically there at the rally. They took their concealed carry permits away. Their Florida issued concealed carry permits suspended them. Suspended about a, a few dozen of them, I believe, at least two dozen of them. Okay, the governor's office, Ron DeSantis's office, did nothing to advocate for his constituents in reference to January sixth. Nothing, and. That should tell you a lot. The man's running for president. He's garbage. He he won't pardon anybody in reference to January 6th. That's a fact. He will he will not pardon anyone. And he deflects from any question from it. And that's the that's the type of, of garbage we're dealing with. Mike Pence, same thing. But for the governor of the state, where most of the January 6th defendants have come from to do nothing to not say, Hey, what can we do for you? You're, you're my constituents. You're 
charged with these ridiculous crimes and you're being held in prison with no trial date, nothing, just remanded to, to jail for trespassing. Meanwhile, you have Matt Gates, who's a, you know, a Florida congressman, is trying to, is clawing at the doors of the D.C. jail to see what the conditions are like. With Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, who's not even from Florida, in Georgia, and others trying to advocate for people detained in the, in the, in the D.C. jail, which, you know, they're, they're withholding cancer treatment and, and other things. So all of the presidential candidates need to be put on the spot. Obviously, I mean, listen, we know who's leading. We know who the primary, uh, the, the nominee is going to be. But, and that's another reason I, I'd say, I said it, that the DOJ, they're all trying to bury Trump under a jail because they know if he gets in, he's going to blow the lid off this whole January 6th scam, Okay most likely assign a special prosecutor to what's going on there and how people have been charged, convicted, prosecuted, and expose as much as he can the FBI's involvement, whether it's their assets or agents or whatever the case may be. Thanks, Black Rain Patriot, watching from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, Trump won here bigly. Hey, listen, I'm going to hopefully maybe get into that if I have time, but John Fetterman, the uncooked turkey on legs over there in Pennsylvania, said uh, yesterday that Trump's still strong in PA because he still sees Trump signs everywhere. So the uh, retarded Shrek made that comment, John Fetterman, yesterday. I have the article. Anyway, I'm going to get into this video, but the fact of the matter is nobody's going to do anything for anyone involved to January 6th, but Donald Trump. And when somebody says to me, <clears throat> well, he could have he blanket pardoned everybody before he left. Why would he do that? Imagine the people that would have gotten pardons that we know were complicit in orchestrating this riot, this insurrection, the Fed-surrection. You can't just blanket pardon people because even I believe that there are people that are in jail I'm, listen, there are people that are not in jail that should be in jail, Ray Epps. But there are people that went there and they did commit violence, whether they're part of the MAGA community or they're Antifa infiltrators or they're FBI assets um, or, or whoever it is that might be imprisoned that, that actually hurt people. Not every single person deserves a pardon there. So a blanket pardon would be stupid. And that's my argument for that without any information, before knowing anything what's going on on the who's who, no, I don't believe in a, in a blanket pardon. And people should do a little bit more research or talk to people in the know about what Donald Trump is advocating for for January 6th prisoners and what he's done financially for great January 6th defense organizations and support organizations like the Patriot Freedom Project, because I know firsthand because I'm involved in it. So Laura Luma put this video out the other day and, uh, Probably going to play about 10 minutes of it, but it's the receipts are there. There we go. Laura Loomer. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about how Ron DeSantis is an enemy to the January 6th political prisoners. 
Now, a lot of people aren't aware of the fact that Florida happens to be the state with the largest number of J6 defendants. You would think that a governor that oversees the state of Florida, the state with the largest amount of J6 defendants, would be outspoken in his support of the January Sixers and their plight for justice. You would think that Governor Ron DeSantis would be issuing statements condemning the mistreatment of these prisoners and doing everything in his power to assist them so that they don't rot away for the rest of their lives in prison. However, the exact opposite is happening. Now, the media hasn't really questioned Ron DeSantis on his anti-J6 position, but it became unavoidable this week when Ron DeSantis decided to take a shot over President Trump and the new indictment that he's facing regarding January 6th. Republican voters and Trump supporters were quick to attack Governor Ron DeSantis for what they argue is a use of talking points from the Democrats' Gestapo-like January 6th committee. This week, President Trump was faced with a third indictment over January 6th, and Ron DeSantis seemed to be okay with that. For some, these comments were shocking, but if you've been paying attention to Ron DeSantis like I have, then you know he has a documented history of anti-J6er rhetoric. In fact, back in February of this year, I produced an investigative report exposing how Ron DeSantis is an enemy to the January 6th political prisoners. And of course, this dates back to his mentality as a prosecutor. In fact, during a news conference in the villages where I ran for Congress in 2022, Ron DeSantis was quoted saying, I'm actually glad to see some of these people being arrested from the DC thing, because I think that prosecutions will really make a difference. I think it was a really unfortunate thing, end quote. So there you have it. In his own words, Ron DeSantis said that he's actually happy to see certain individuals be prosecuted over January 6th. And as if that's not already bad enough, in June of 2022, there was a report published documenting how Ron DeSantis was quietly waiting to file to run for president, hoping that Donald Trump would be indicted over January 6th. And you see, that's what Ron DeSantis' entire strategy for getting elected as president is. He has no real talent of his own, and he knows that he owes his entire political career to Donald Trump, and he wouldn't have been governor of Florida, and he would have lost to Andrew Gillum, a crackhead in 2018, had it not been for Donald Trump coming to Florida Fact. and endorsing him against his advisor's wishes. And so now, the only thing that Ron DeSantis can do amid his dwindling poll numbers and failing presidential campaign is hope that President Donald Trump is arrested yet again and indicted and somehow unable to run for president in 2024. Along with hoping that Donald Trump is indicted over J6 and publicly declaring how happy he is to see January 6 protesters arrested, Ron DeSantis has also allowed for Capitol Police to set up an office in Tampa, Florida for the sake of Ron DeSantis doesn't have any control over this. Trump supporters who were in attendance for the protests on January 6, 2021. Now, why would Ron DeSantis allow for Capitol Police to have an he office? He can't not in allow Tampa, Florida? it. That's... We've seen tons of evidence that suggests and proves that the FBI and federal informants were instigating violence on January 6. And we've also seen surveillance footage that shows that Capitol Police officers allowed for the Trump supporters yep. to enter the Capitol, and in some instances, even opened the doors for the Trump supporters. It's pretty clear from his own actions that Ron DeSantis has absolutely zero sympathy for any of the January 6th political prisoners and their families. But don't take it from me. Take it directly from the mouth of the family members of several January 6th political prisoners who are from Florida. This is Jerry Perna. She's Jerry great. Perna is a Floridian, and she also happens to be the aunt of Matthew Perna. Jerry's Matthew great. Perna was a January 6th defendant who tragically took his life because he couldn't handle the pressure that came along with being persecuted by the government for simply protesting on January 6th. And what has Ron DeSantis done about this? Well, take a listen from Jerry Perna yourself. 
Ron DeSantis has nothing to do with any of the people from Florida. And there are more people in Florida than any other state who were arrested for January 6th. And he ignores every one of their calls. People are desperate. Ron DeSantis should be ashamed of himself. He has a documented history of ignoring the calls of January Sixers and their family members who have been begging him to get involved and assist them with their cases. And if the case of Matthew Perna isn't heartbreaking enough for you, take a listen to this case of another Floridian woman whose husband has been jailed and even denied his cancer treatment as a result of being locked up over January 6th. I'm in, from Florida. No one in Florida, Governor DeSantis hasn't reached out to us. Say that again. Governor DeSantis has not reached out. That's to Chris Worrell. He's coming Our on with us Friday. Nothing. Nobody has helped us. We need help. Please and thank you very much for your support. Really appreciate you. Video doesn't lie, folks. And as you can see from this video, both of these women have said that Ron DeSantis has been ignoring their calls and requests for help. It really makes you wonder how low can Ron DeSantis go? He doesn't find it necessary or important enough to get back to a woman, a Florida resident whose husband is literally being denied cancer treatment while he's having his due process rights violated over January 6th. I guess Ron DeSantis doesn't care because he's too busy jet setting across the country to Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada, pretending like he's going to be the next president of the United States. Not only has Governor DeSantis publicly applauded Capitol Police for hunting down Trump supporters and hauling them to prison, but he even commended Capitol Police for doing an admirable job after they murdered Ashley Babbitt and Roseanne Boyland. In a statement on January 6th, Ron DeSantis tweeted, violence or rioting of any kind is unacceptable and the perpetrators must face the full weight of the law. The Capitol Police do an admirable job and I thank them for their hard work. But wait, there's more. Meet Jeremy Redfern. Jeremy Redfern is Ron DeSantis's press secretary. Immediately following January 6th, Jeremy Redfern tweeted that he wanted to see President Trump get impeached. And he also took it a step further when he said how to fuck around and find out in response to Ashley Babbitt being assassinated by a Capitol Police wow. officer on January 6th. Why does Ron DeSantis have a press secretary who is still employed to this day, even throughout his presidential run, even after Jeremy Redfern tweeted celebrating the assassination of a U.S. veteran, Ashley Babbitt? It's absolutely depraved and despicable, and it really shows you who Ron DeSantis truly is. That's a fireable offense as far as I'm concerned, but last time I heard, Jeremy Redfern got a promotion even after he tweeted those disgusting and vile things about Ashley Babbitt. And what did Jeremy Redfern do after I exposed him for tweeting he wanted President Trump to be impeached and celebrating the death of Ashley Babbitt? Well, he scrubbed his Twitter account. As you can see from my own archived Twitter post, after I exposed this information about Jeremy Redfern prior to Ron DeSantis filing to run for president, he deleted <laughs> all of his tweets from Coward. 2009 to January of 2022. To this day, Jeremy Redfern is still Ron DeSantis's official press secretary, which means he's being paid by the taxpayer dollars of Floridians. Shameful. Additionally, prior to winning re-election in 2022, one of the members of Ron DeSantis's administration was the Florida Agricultural Commissioner, Nikki Freed. Under Ron DeSantis's first term, Nikki Freed unconstitutionally stripped dozens of Floridians of their concealed carry permit yeah. simply because they attended the rally in support of President Donald Trump in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. These are not people who were arrested or jailed or committed any violent acts. No, these are Floridians who had their Second Amendment rights completely violated in the state of Florida under Ron DeSantis's watch simply because they attended a rally in support of President Donald Trump in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 
2021. So not only is Ron DeSantis in favor of the January 6ers being locked up, not only does he want Donald Trump to be indicted and jailed over January 6, and not only has he welcomed the Capitol Police to the state of Florida with open arms to hunt down Trump supporters, but he's also violating your gun rights if you are a Floridian who attended the rally in J6 in Washington, D.C. Now, as the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis had the authority to reprimand Nikki Freed or at least issue a statement condemning her actions violating the Second Amendment rights of Floridians but he never did that. He never issued a statement condemning her for her anti-Trump actions and her abuse of power as the commissioner of agriculture, where in the state of Florida, your concealed carry permit is reviewed and either accepted or denied. In a tweet posted on October 19th, 2021, Nikki Fried said, Today I'm announcing the suspension of six licenses of domestic terrorists who participated in the January 6th insurrection attempt against Tyrannical the much? That brings our total to 28 suspensions. As more charges are filed, we will continue to hold these traitors accountable. Traitors? Really? So you're a traitor if you support Donald Trump and you attend the rally on January 6th? You're a traitor who deserves to have your Second Amendment right violated in the state of Florida? Yeah, so much for Florida being the free state of Florida. Just another lie peddled by Ron DeSantis. Now, in comparison, Donald Trump has committed to give full pardons to all of the January 6th political prisoners, and he has also hosted several events at his Mar-a-Lago resort in Palm Beach, Florida, for the family members and the advocates of several January 6th political prisoners. Meanwhile, Ron DeSantis can't even lift a finger and issue a statement in support of these January 6ers who are being denied their cancer medication. From so his who state. Who do you want representing you in the White House? Somebody that's going to fight against political persecution and the weaponization of government? Or somebody like Ron DeSantis, a former federal prosecutor who is expressing glee and joy over the fact that Floridians are being jailed for their role in January 6th. If GOP voters around the country are somehow undecided over who they're going to support for the GOP nomination in 2024 between Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, I'm pretty sure that the decision is very easy to make. If you believe that the DOJ is abusing its power to carry out political persecution and witch hunts, and you believe that the January 6th political prisoners are victims who deserve full pardons, then you need to vote for President Donald Trump because as I just exposed, Ron DeSantis is an enemy to the January 6th political prisoners, which means that he is an enemy to a free America, free of a weaponized government. I'm Laura Lamer. So my, my biggest takeaway on this is the lack of um, support for his constituents that were charged with, again, nonsense crimes. For a family who has a political prisoner imprisoned, who has, has been convicted recently, um, Chris Worrell, who again, I believe, I'm, well, I'm going to speak to him today. I spoke to him last week, and he's going to come on, to, on the show for Freedom Friday, uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, um, with me and uh, my co-host James. Denied cancer treatment and was doing really, really bad, health declining in the D.C. jail. Like a lot of them, a lot of people, uh, their, their treatments were uh, withheld and, and, and other just abuses, I'll call them, uh, inflicted on them in jail. Some of them beaten and, and just not able to shower. I mean, talking about, and they were, they were literally charged with trespassing and interrupting a official proceeding, whatever the hell it was. It's, it's, it's bullshit what it is. And Ron DeSantis did nothing. His office did not reach out to that, to the wife of this man and say, 
what can we do? What do you need from us to help at least at the very least for to advocate for him to continue his cancer treatment or make living conditions better for these people that didn't deserve the treatment they were getting? What is Ron DeSantis doing? And again, as she, Laura Lumen makes a good point. Is this somebody you want representing you knowing that if that was you in that position? Because there are people that I know that last minute did not go there or went there and left early on for travel reasons. Who, who do you want representing you <clears throat> if you need help in order to advocate for a loved one that's in that situation? Because it, it, he, he's turned not only turned his back as a Florida governor and just typical establishment politician, but just stuck it to some of them as now we're going to violate your Second Amendment rights. And the whole thing with allowing the Capitol Police to, Capitol Police to set up an office in Florida, that I will say, listen, the, the, the federal government, the Capitol Police does not need permission to acquire uh, property and, and put uh, Capitol Police headquarters there uh, and, and, and do what they have to do. I mean, it, it's federal and, and it's unfortunate and it is tyrannical, but, you know, it, it's, it's messed up either way you look at it. And, of course, when you're – when they purposely left a, a skeleton crew uh, for the Capitol Police for that day, yeah, I'm sorry, but you're not going to convince me that that wasn't intentional. And when you see the video of people going up to these Capitol Police officers saying, are you going to allow this to happen? And they're just standing there not doing anything. But then rightfully so, because they know that they don't have the manpower. And, and that, that was by design. But, and then, of course, you have that piece of shit Capitol Police officer, his name Michael Byrd, who I believe they gave a gold medal to and maybe a promotion, who shot unarmed Ashley Babbitt through a closed door. You know, it's... The whole January 6th thing continues to be... A disaster, and I will tell you, I truly believe that the plan from the start that Ron DeSantis and his wife wannabe Jackie Onassis, Jill Casey DeSantis, sat by the fire and said, well, you have to run for president because this January 6th thing is going to blow up, and Trump is going to be disqualified to run for president over January 6th when he gets indicted federally over it and sedition or whatever, conspiracy or whatever else. And then it doesn't matter what you are or where you're at in the polls, Ronnie Meatball, because you can be loser as number two, a really bad loser. As no, you're, not even a, you're not even a good loser as number two because you're doing so poorly, Ron Meatball. But then you could walk into the Republican nomination and the RNC can, you know, accept you with open arms they'll they're all in on it I, I really feel that that's that's what they're going to try to do and that Ron DeSantis could just walk into the nomination I will not vote for him I will never ever ever vote for the meatball ever true colors have been shown and I'm happy that it turned out this way because I was one of those people not too not too long ago that said Ron DeSantis could set up his political career by specifically saying, I'm not running for president. I'm supporting Donald Trump. I will fundraise for Donald Trump. I will travel to rallies with Donald Trump as America's favorite governor at the time. 
and then I will set myself up because when he becomes president, Ron DeSantis could have served as a cabinet position, could have been made attorney general, and could have wa- could have walked, set himself to walk into the Oval Office with the White House keys in 2028. But I'm glad. Um, I'm glad this happened the way it did. Yeah, Michigan. First of all, I, I never see, but I'm in New York, the blue, the blue state of New York. Where I am, it's not so blue out in the suburbs on Long Island. But even when I'm riding around, like if I have to go into New York City or something or other places or where I know or, or Democrat stronghold, I don't see many. I've never, ever seen a, a, a large amount of Biden-Harris signs. I never did, even during that camp. I never did. Never. Didn't even see a lot of Hillary signs. All Trump, all Trump, all Trump. But 81 million votes. It's the truth, people. He got 81 million votes from his basement. And even the DeSantis idiots. And I'm sorry, but if you're on social media and you're not berating them when they're just talking lies, then and you're just sitting on the sidelines, you're useless to the cause. Get involved. It's a war. It's an information war. It's a fact war. <clears throat> it's an all-out war. These people, the shit that they're peddling. Now, most of them, if not all of them, will actually say, there was no irregularities in 2020. That was a fair election. Joe Biden beat Donald Trump from the basement. Literally, DeSantis influencers are parroting lines from Democrats now. They all are. The Bill Mitchells, the Chris Nelsons, which, by the way, was just exposed yesterday. I posted everything on that guy from Florida. Beats his wife, drunk, issues with bisexuality and all this. You go on my Twitter page, all the actual court documents are there. That I, I, I forgot who I got them from. Somebody. But they're going around Twitter. And that's, you know, DeSantis isn't sending their best people. That's for sure. They're not sending their best people. And the plan is, again, the DeSantis clan is banking. They won't say it out loud, but it's obvious. They're almost saying it out loud. Banking on Donald Trump to be disqualified, to be the 2024 nominee and to be on the ballot. And Ron DeSantis just to walk in, awkwardly drinking a Coors Light, looking at his phone, saying how he, you know, it's just so awkward. Every time he opens his mouth, he's more awkward and cringe. And you're absolutely right, Hog. None of these DeSantis people can post or talk about what Meatball's policies are. Everything he said, Donald Trump has said one time or another or has done or is in the process of doing. Yes, you can talk hard about the Mexican cartels and say that lethal military force is, is needed. Donald Trump wanted to do it. They went crazy. Okay. It's, it's so hypocritical on the shit that they do. He brings nothing to the table. I keep asking people, what does Ron DeSantis bring to the table that Donald Trump is not? Don't tell me about what he did in Florida. It doesn't matter. What does he have the plan? What's the plan for America? How is he going to deal with China? Is he going to sanction the shit out of them? Is he going to cripple business with China and bring industry back to the United States? What is he going to do? Nothing. Crickets. They, they don't know. Or just parrot a Donald Trump talking point. 
It's wild. <clears throat> it really is. All right. I want to get into uh, the DOJ, well, attempting to corrupt, uh, I'm sorry, obstruct Congress on a Sunday, God's holy day. It's when the DOJ does most of their satanic work, apparently, these days. But first, it's time. You know, you know where I'm going. MyPatriotCigars.com, my company, conservative-owned, Patriot-supported because of all you great people, Patriot-run because that's what I consider myself and everybody who works with me and and helps me. So MyPatriotCigars.com, use promo code MAGA for 25% off some of the, probably the best cigar you'll ever smoke. Uh, A lot of orders going out today. Hog, I believe yours is going out today. Uh, Listen, if you don't smoke cigars... So support the brand. Maybe you know someone that smokes cigars and you don't want to buy cigars, but you buy a cool shirt and they say, hey, what's a Patriot cigar company? And you say, hey, it's this really great company, Patriot owned. This idiot every morning just babbles for an hour, but he's cool. So buy a t-shirt. Yeah, the softest t-shirt you'll ever wear in your life. Buy a hat. Buy a gift card for someone that you love, that you know likes cigars. Because everyone who's been buying these cigars has been loving them. And have been buying them for gifts for people all the time. And I can't tell you how, I cannot tell you the amount, the amount of women that purchase from the website. It, it's wild. And very soon there's going to be a major um, campaign in New Jersey where Patriot Cigars will be in brick and mortar cigar lounges um, all over the state of New Jersey. Working on that now. So mypatriotcigars.com, promo code MAGA, 25% off. You can also, if you just want to support a veteran, you want to support a deployed service member, because, you know, we sent 3,000 over to Europe getting ready to fight for the Ukraine. Democracy. Cancel the elections and imprison our priests. Yes. Um, You can buy a cigar for them because they love cigars. The our service members at a discounted rate buy a cigar for a deployed service member, and we make sure it gets in the hands and mouths of our military heroes who are defending our freedom. Freedom we have left anyway. So MyPatriotCigars.com, promo code MAGA, 25% off, free shipping on orders, over 100 bucks, and you'll be supporting a great company who does great things with its profits that I own. So there you go. All right, so yesterday... Sunday, God's holy day. Donald Trump got his uh, January 6th target letter on a Sunday saying that you're the focus of the January 6th uh, investigation and grand jury and blah, blah, blah. We're coming after you and we're going to tell you on a Sunday. (sighs) Hog, it's funny you say that. Are they rolled on the thighs of mulatto women? There And it's on my Instagram. So I was with Roger Stone in New York City. Um, over the winter and we were we were hanging out at the beach cafe and he wanted to make a video and I didn't know what it'll laugh or cringe, but whatever. And he, we, he, that's Roger Stone's tagline. Mypatriotcigars.com. They are rolled on the thighs of Nicaraguan virgins. I'm like, what's wrong with you? It was funny though. He has a great sense of humor. So that's, it's funny you said that hog. Anyway, <laughs> uh. it's Monday, everybody. It's Monday morning. I hope you're all doing good. Hit that like button. Hit that follow button, especially on Rumble. Get some people to watch the show. Get in the chat. Let's do this. I know it's early, 
We got a guy who died yesterday and came back to life, Brian, and he's sitting in ICU watching the show. The least you could do is get in the chat and say hi. CPR broken. They broke all of his ribs. And he's watching the show. <laughs> get with the program, people. Maybe you need to die for three minutes and get some CPR going and reduce your, your uh, circulatory system to get, get up on a weekday and watch me ramble for an hour at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday, Rumble, 1776live.tv. Go right there and you will see this ugly face every morning. Ugh. Breaking, corrupt DOJ requests court to order Devin Archer's surrender for imprisonment prior to testimony on Biden crime family. They literally issued an order yesterday on a Sunday for Devin Archer, who's testifying today. Actually, they're allowing him. We'll get to that. They wanted the DOJ wanted to arrest him before he had the chance to go and walk into Congress and speak about all of the big guys' dirty laundry and putting them on phone calls and him knowing about business deals. Well, I mean, talk about obstructing Congress, obstructing congressional hearings, obstructing congressional investigations, the DOJ. Gee, what, what does the DOJ want to grab this guy up before he speaks to Congress on congressional record, under oath? Oh, maybe they're afraid of what he's going to say, who they're going to expose. They got to protect the big guy. Meritless Garden, uh, Garland. Where did I hear? So someone said that yesterday. They didn't call him Merrick Garland. They called him Meritless Garland, and I laughed. I'm like, that's it, Meritless Garland. Needs to be impeached. Joe Biden, he, no, he's not getting convicted in the Senate. Court of public opinion, I get it. Mayorkas, Christopher Ray, and uh, Meritless Garland. So in an unprecedented move, the DOJ has issued a letter to a federal judge in the Southern District of New York suggesting that Devin Archer, business associate of Hunter Biden, be ordered to surrender and begin his term of imprisonment. This development comes amidst Archer's ongoing appeal and just before his scheduled testimony about the criminal activities involving the illustrious Biden crime family. The letter requests Judge Ronnie Abrams to set a date and time for Archer to report to a facility chosen by the Bureau of Prisons because he is already, Devin Archer, I don't know for what, and I have to look, is already, um, I think he was already indicted. He might have, and he, he struck a deal. He has to do prison time for something, I believe. I'm not. Maybe to, I don't know for what uh, for for sure though. In light of the foregoing, the government respectfully requests that the defendant be ordered to surrender at a date and time determined by the court to a facility designated by the Bureau of Prisons to commence his term of imprisonment. Again, maybe I'll say what it is. The government has conferred with counsel for the defendant about his request and asked that counsel propose a date for the dependent the defendant's surrender. It added. However, Archer's counsel responded, Mr. Archer believes it is premature to set a report date in light of his anticipated continuing appeal, uh, so he has an appeal, as well as the newly discovered sentencing error that the government has now conceded. Oh, so they're just trying to do what they want to do. Counsel for Mr. Archer will put in a response to the government's request by Wednesday. Despite the opposition, the DOJ continues to push for Archer's surrender date to be set 
As stated in the letter, the government disagrees with council's position that a report date should not be set and respectfully requests permission to respond to any arguments made by the defendant. Let's get to... There's a video. I don't know if this... I hope this doesn't um, hit me with an ad. This was... uh, James Comer yesterday. Let's see. How to escape the heat? And of course, if you don't have an it's going to hit me. It's going to see. I can't. No. This this is this is what I hate. At that they do this. I don't need to. We don't need to watch that much. I'm just going to. No, no. Sorry. So, James Comer made a statement though in this video which i'll just read i don't know if this is a coincidence maria or if this is another example of the weaponization of the doj of course it is it's a weapon is it's of course it is they don't want on the talk but i can tell you this the lengths to which the biden legal team has gone to try to intimidate our witnesses to coordinate with the department of justice and to certainly coordinate with the democrats on the house oversight committee to encourage people not to cooperate with our investigation to encourage banks not to turn over bank records, to encourage Treasury not to let have access to those suspicious activity reports. It's very troubling. I believe that this is another violation of the law. This is obstruction of justice. The DOJ is literally obstructing Congress and obstructing justice, although they at least they tried. They did try. Devin Archer's legal counsel responded to DOJ intimidation because that's what it was. They don't want him in Congress. And they they told the DOJ that Devin Archer will attend Monday's hearing as planned. Like he's he's going to testify. They had postponed it about three or four times already. So his conviction was affirmed. Uh Devin Archer, he he supposedly lost his appeal on the 25th. He was found guilty of two felony charges in his involvement in a scheme to defraud a WAC PAMI Lake Community Corporation of the Ogala Sioux Tribe. Okay, so financial stuff. And now the DOJ wants to stop him from testifying against Joe Biden. Um... But this morning, this actually this came out late last night. The DOJ backtracked because of the heat. Matt Gates went on the uh, went on the attack, and there were other members of Congress. I believe Corey Mills, a few of them, where they were coming back to D.C. and they were they were demanding certain things and and, and pressuring the DOJ. Yeah, I, I I was wondering too. He supposed so he supposed Devin Archer supposed to one hundred percent testify today. I'm hearing it's closed door. I'm not 100% sure. Will he make it there alive? Will they pull some... Well, well, I have this letter that I'm... I don't think they're going to pull something where the U.S. Marshals are going to show up and just grab him before he testifies. Because now it looks like they're backtracking, realizing that the, the DOJ itself is breaking the law and obstructing Congress in their investigation, the Oversight Committee, at which, you know... The oversight committee who over <laughs> they sent out this letter um, to the judge, and this is from Damian Williams, the United States attorney. This all happens on a Sunday. Why on a Sunday? Well, oh, he's supposed to testify on Monday. 
but we gotta we gotta do this last ditch effort because we're so desperate for everyone not to hear what this guy has to say. Is it gonna be damning testimony? I have no idea, but it must be damning enough possibly if the DOJ does not want him wanted him to surrender prior to him speaking to Congress, testifying under oath to Congress, to the Oversight Committee. Dear Judge Abrams, the government writes to follow up on its July 29th, 2023 letter apprising the court of the Second Circuit's mandate affirming the judgment of conviction in this matter. The government understands that the defendant is scheduled to provide testimony to Congress tomorrow, today, July 31st, 2023. To be clear, the government does not request and has never requested, bullshit, that the defendant surrender before his congressional testimony. Then why put the letter out the day before for him to de- demand his immediate, immediate surrender? <clears throat> As the court knows, to surrender and commence his sentence of imprisonment, the defendant first must be designated to a federal facility by the Bureau of Prisons, a process that can take several weeks or months after the court sets a surrender date. But that doesn't matter. They could have immediately grabbed him, detained him in another facility until the time he's designated to a federal facility where he's going to serve out his time. So they're, they're making it sound like, no, 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 we didn't mean what we really said for you to immediately surrender, like right now on a Sunday before you speak to Congress on Monday about big the big guy so the house of cards can fall, collapse even more. Nonetheless, for the avoidance of all doubt, the government requests that any surrender date, should the court order one, be scheduled to occur after the defendant's congressional testimony is completed. So they went on a Sunday from demanding immediate surrender to, uh, we got caught. We couldn't get this past them. Okay. We know we're obstructing congressional investigations and obstructing Congress, the oversight committee. We have a corrupt DOJ doing it on a Sunday because that's what we do because we're a bunch of satanic scumbags. Uh, We'll retract because we got called out and that's out there in the public and there are media outlets reporting on it. Will he end up... Will he, will he commit suicide? Did they have Hillary Clinton on standby? How is beautiful Hillary doing these days? What's her body count up to? Barack Obama is catching up. How about on Tuesday we spoke about it on uh, We The People Radio with James. Um, what did we talk about it on Friday? Man, I don't know. Maybe we talked about it on Friday. If you missed Friday's show, head over to my Rumble channel, 1776live.tv. Check it out. We did memes of the week. Hogs memes in there along with other great memers, uh, share it, you know, share the shows, people. Share the shows. Like on Rumble. Um, yeah. yeah. Obama now was at a golf course with bandages on his hands. It looked like maybe had a little bit of a black eye. The second paddle border is still unidentified, which is very interesting. Call logs missing. Barack Obama is an avid paddle border. Oh, interesting. First, they say they weren't at at the estate. Then they retract and said the Obamas were at the estate. What are they hiding? Where's the autopsy? 45-year-old swimmer, who I believe was Barack Obama's DL sex buddy since they had him in the White House. They had to get rid of him. They're trying to clear the field maybe for a Michelle Obama run. 
in 2024, which is probably going to fall apart now, but who knows? Anyway, we got in quick. Let's see if I can do this. I wanted to, I wanted to just highlights of the Pennsylvania rally, but we're not going to get to it. But the main point is what it was said in the chat earlier. Pennsylvania is Trump country. And when you go to Pennsylvania, you see Trump flags everywhere. We know elections were rigged. We, we know that. Okay. Except the DeSantis people will tell you otherwise now. They used to say the election was rigged. They don't say that anymore. They get paid not to. So John Fetterman, the walking uncooked turkey on legs, the uncooked turkey on legs, retarded Shrek, all in his glory with his lump and extra chromosome. John Fetterman says, Trump's still strong in Pennsylvania, seeing Trump signs everywhere. I wonder if he got that out of all in one breath. John Fetterman, retarded Shrek, said that former President Donald Trump still a strong political poll in his state of Pennsylvania, adding that he sees Trump signs everywhere. I see him in Pennsylvania. I see him in New Hampshire. I see him in Connecticut. I even see him in Connecticut, all right, in New York, where I am. Fetterman issued his comments about Trump's status in Pennsylvania when speaking with the New York Times last week about the political fallout surrounding the former president's indictment. It doesn't matter. I'm a senator, and I'm not sure how many times he's been indicted. He, he's been impeached twice. Has that changed anything? You're still seeing Trump signs everywhere in Pennsylvania. You have to respect his strength and all that, he said. Fetterman said that Trump could even be competitive in the state of Pennsylvania based on what he sees from voters, though he did feel that he has to break a difficult ceiling. Trump could be very competitive in Pennsylvania, but Trump has to perform above his ceiling. I think there's a hard ceiling in Pennsylvania he can't get past. He said ceiling about 100 times. But also you have CNN also saying yesterday, the chance of Trump winning another term is very real. And it is very real because it's going to happen and they don't want it to happen, including Ron DeSantis and his clown crew. They want him to be indicted and disqualified so he can walk in. He's losing so badly. Go donate DonaldJTrump.com. And that's it. An hour goes by so quick. It always does. But I will be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, and then tomorrow's Tuesday, so we'll have We the People Radio. Tuesday evening at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And Freedom Friday, we're going to have a guest in the evening. It's going to be Chris Worrell, who was the January 6th defendant denied cancer treatment. Uh, he was convicted. He's going to be sentenced next month and most likely, uh, from what he says, get a minimum of 10 years. But we will get a lot of his story on Friday night. Looking forward to that. And, of course, another you know, segment of Memes of the Week. So as always, listen, it's Monday. I hope you have a good one. Monday's always a crap, except when you see me, then it's great. But I will, I'll see you tomorrow morning. As always, MAGA Hat stays on. Talk to you soon. Have a good day.